Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 19 of the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and we're going to be answering a question today that a lot of people think about but rarely verbalize. And here's the question When is it time to stop praying for healing? In other words, is there a time that we should let up and resign ourselves to the facts that things have progressed too far? Maybe we should shift our focus to praying for comfort for someone or for family members. Now, I want you to make sure you listen to the entirety of this message because I really believe the Lord has put this message on my heart because someone is in need of it. Be sure to follow the Be Healed podcast on whatever application you listen to, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or wherever it may be. And be sure to visit my website to join our email community. All you have to do is go to stevehannett.com and click the subscribe button on the top of the page, and you'll be among the first to receive some exciting news, resources, and the latest information of our ministry. Again, just go to stevehannett.com, top of the page, just click the subscribe button. Hey, you'll also get a free gift, which is a, a printable of healing verses that you can use during your own prayer time. Okay, let's get ready to answer this question and stand in victory. I'd like to start off answering this question, when is it time to stop praying for healing, by telling a little story of a small boy who was on vacation, and they were about to go to the beach and to go body surfing. And the little boy from the beach house far away can see the waves crashing and the white water. And the little boy was so excited, he was jumping up and down, and he grabbed his boogie board and couldn't wait to go. But as they approached the beach and walked on the sand and got closer to the water, the boy began to get quieter, less excited, because he saw something in the water. He saw that the waves were much bigger than he thought. In fact, they were so big that the boy no longer felt excited at all, he rather felt fear of them. And he decided to stay on the beach and not even go near the water's edge. In many ways, our response to things that happen in the healing ministry are very similar to the boy's reaction to the waves. From far away, we see things being very excited and the thought of the miraculous power of God touching people. And we see things that we look at and say, God can do that. That's not hard. We can pray for that. We can overcome that. And there's faith that flows for it. And we see the miraculous power of God do what only God can do. But sometimes we get up close to certain situations. It may be your life, a life of a loved one, or somebody you care about, or maybe somebody that has brought you into their personal struggle that you're trying to help. And when you get real close to it, you see how big it is or how terrible their pain may be or how hopeless the diagnosis may be. Or maybe things have gotten so far long that the person is in a coma, maybe even near death. And we begin to shy back because we begin to think like that little boy, I don't know if I can manage that. I don't know if I can approach that. Maybe I shouldn't go near that. That's too intimidating. Or maybe we look at it and say, well, maybe it's just God's will that if things have progressed this far, that we should just 
abandon our prayer for healing. Maybe we should just shift our focus and comfort the family or comfort the person and make them ready to accept the realities that they'll no longer be on this earth for very long. Well, I want to tell you with gentle boldness that I believe the answer by principle of the scripture to the question, when is it time to stop praying for healing? Never. I believe that we need to agree with the reality of what God's word teaches that tells us that all things are possible for God. The Bible says that all things are possible for him who believes. The Bible gives many scenarios where human beings thought there was no more hope. It was a hopeless situation, and we turn back. But I want to tell you that the turning back is not really the Spirit of God causing retreat in the situation. It's our own personal reaction of fear and doubt. We're made to get into that water. We're made to deal with those big waves because the strength, the power, and the grace, and the love of our Father enables us to navigate those rough waters. And I want to tell you that there is an amazing story, a history, revealing this very situation in the Bible. It's in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, and we're going to begin with verse 41. And it says, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now, there's a little bit of an interruption in the text because another woman who needed healing is about to receive her healing. And so Jesus gets delayed a little bit, and we pick up the story again in verse 49. It says, While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned And she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. This is one of those situations I'm so thankful to God that he included in the Bible. Because here you have a daughter, she's so sick, she's dying, but they have hope. And he went after Jesus, they had faith to go after Jesus. But someone came from Jairus' house, and he gave him the worst news that anyone could receive. And he said, your daughter is dead. Now, the next five words are what I want you to hear. The man said, 
do not trouble the teacher. In other words, the man was telling Jairus, it's finished. There's nothing more than can be done. Don't bother Jesus with anything of hope or request for healing. It's time to shift gears. It's time to accept the reality of what has happened. And Jesus hears what this man says. He hears, do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he says something different. He says to Jairus, do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. What a different perspective Jesus gives. But let's remember that the man who was coming to give the bad news to Jairus, his experience is that once somebody dies, they can't come back. They can't be resurrected. The spirit doesn't return to the body. So he was being very practical, very reasonable. But he did not understand who Jairus was going to. He did not understand who Jairus was asking help from. He did not understand that Jesus is the maker of heaven and earth, that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, that Jesus is greater than death, that Jesus has the power and the love to bring forth this girl. He may have understood the problem, but he did not understand the power of the provision in Jesus Christ. And so here Jairus is between two different reactions, one from his house that says, don't trouble Jesus anymore, and the other from Jesus himself saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. This is what we need to know, that God's reaction to things that look like there's no more hope is different from a man's reaction. You see, when people tell us that there's no more hope in prayer, or we should just get our things in order and accept that nothing else can be done, we have to make a decision whether we're going to listen to a human being who does not know the extent, the limitless power of God, or we can listen to what Jesus Christ himself said, and he said, do not be afraid, only believe. Now, it's reasonable, and I understand it's reasonable for people to think that things are over, but reasonable things shift in the presence of God. You see, miracles are reasonable in the power of God. Resurrection is reasonable in the presence of God. Miracles become normal in the glory realm of God. And it's so amazing because in verse 51, the Bible says that Jesus uh, permitted no one to go into the house uh, except Peter, James, and John, and, and the mom and dad of the girl. Now, it says, now all wept and mourned for her, but Jesus said this to him. He said, stop weeping. He, he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And what was the reaction of the people to the Son of God, to the maker of heaven and earth? They ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. They were so convinced 
that the circumstance, the facts of the circumstance were such that they ridiculed God. They were so confident that nothing could be done, they ridiculed God. Now, I know that people will ridicule people who believe in God, but these people ridiculed God himself. But I love what Jesus did. The Bible says in verse 54, but he put them all outside. He took her by the hand and called saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. Folks, she came back to life. She came back to life because the one who is life, Jesus is eternal life. Jesus is stronger than death. He's stronger than all the power of the enemy. He's stronger. And we need that kind of faith in that kind of Jesus, that in the presence and in the power of God, we need to no longer be afraid. We have to hear his words. Do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. I know it may be difficult. You may be caring for someone that is very ill, but do not give up hope. I believe that once we stop praying for healing, the enemy has won a victory in that now we're not even trying, we're not even attempting, we're not even pressing forward. And that to me represents a type of retreat from the highest best, perfect will of the Lord. Now, I want to say that I do agree that the scripture teaches that there is a day appointed for every man to die. But I do not believe that the Lord in the scripture desires to take us through sickness and disease. That even in the hour of our death, we should go in peace, in glory, in joy. Now, that may be rare, but nevertheless, I believe that that is God's provision through the cross. Thus, we don't need to settle for a horrendous and horrible and torturous death. We should go after the best of God. We should realize what Isaiah 59 verse 1 says. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. I mean, if we listen to Jesus's words to Jairus, he said, Do not be afraid only believe. Believe what? Only believe in who Jesus is. Only believe in what he has done. Only believe in the possibility of God's power breaking through and and breaking forth in healing. Now, this text in the Gospel of Luke chapter 8 is speaking about a little girl who actually died. We're speaking about a situation where she already has passed and Jesus is speaking forth that hope even still. How much more we who are still alive or family members who are still alive, who haven't even died, but are just maybe close to it, how much more should we receive what Jesus said? Do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. My brothers and sisters, it may require a great deal of faith, but let's still be clear that God is saying, only believe, even when it looks like there's no hope. Because as long as Jesus, as long as he is, there is hope. 
As long as God's grace is, there is hope. As long as his word is and it shall not pass away, there is hope. There is always hope. And I want you to know that this amazing truth of hope doesn't just apply to what seems hopeless in a sickness or a disease, but it applies to marriages. It applies to financial situations. It applies to every situation. And this is why I hope that you will look to Jesus. As Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It may be challenging, but look to him, hear him. He's saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. This is our Lord, our healer, our deliverer, our savior. He is the one who was dead, but is now alive. And he's speaking the same thing. Do you remember the story of Lazarus? That he was dead for four days and Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him in John chapter 11, verse 39, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God. Well, we know what happened. Jesus Christ spoke into that tomb after they removed the stone, and he cried with a loud voice. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. I believe that God is calling for us to believe him at levels we maybe never have expected. And if anything, this message will begin to direct us to say, God, I want that kind of faith. Lord, I'm going to get so close to you that I'm going to move forward with that kind of faith. Lord, I'm going to believe you even if everyone else around me doesn't. Lord, I will take you at your word. Lord, I will trust you. Lord, I will declare now that I will not be afraid. Lord, I will only believe and Lord, I believe that your healing will come forth. Oh, I pray that you've been encouraged. I pray that you'll hear the very voice of God in the scripture to tell you it's never too late. It's never too far gone. The Lord can create things anew. All things are possible to him who believes. So let's believe. Let's dare to believe. Let's step out of the boat. Let's walk on water. Let's go for it and give it our all. Let's give it everything we have. Don't turn back. Don't dilute your prayer. Don't compromise with the enemy. Take a stand. Become fixed and hold the words of God in the Bible no matter what. Oh, you can declare that you will not look to the left, you will not look to the right, but you shall only hear the word of God. Oh, I pray that you'll do it. I pray that the 
thing you thought was impossible will come to pass. I pray that you will see the power of God break in and break out and there shall be life where everyone else thought there was death, that they may all see the hope of God never disappoint. May the Lord bless you, keep you, lead you, guide you, empower you, and bring you to the fullness of his grace in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.